Hi, this is Aaron Azrod. Welcome to the 92nd episode of the Truth Island podcast. Common sense can tell us a lot of useful things. For example, if someone wants to lose weight, eating vegetables is probably a better idea than consuming candy bars all day. However, as the world becomes more complicated, what used to be common sense doesn't seem all that common anymore. Common sense would tell us that getting an education and working hard are keys to success, but for many, they are no longer. The degree in which common sense is true seems to fluctuate greatly between different time periods and even between different cultures. For example, not too long ago, it was believed that lobotomies were an acceptable cure to mental illness and that, co and that drops of cocaine at one time were used to alleviate toothaches in children. This might seem all laughable today, but what seems common and true today might very easily become the laughing points of tomorrow. Indeed, the more we think about these crazy anecdotes of history, it seems as if nothing is really all that safe and that the collective wisdom of the masses doesn't always provide all that much protection. Joining me to help determine when everyone else has the right answer and I am wrong, I am once again joined by Alexander. Alex, I hope that the answer to our dilemma can be found using some good old fashioned common sense. Do you think that's gonna be the answer? Well, coming from us as knuckleheads, that might be a little difficult, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'll just yell out my window. What's the answer, everybody? <laughs> just, just, just give me a thumbs up if you think I should do this right now. <laughs> yeah, take take a poll on outsiders. That'll definitely lead us in the right direction. <laughs> actually, it's funny. I've heard I, there was a guy. I don't remember how many. It was some maybe five, six years ago. There was a guy actually who lived his entire life based on like polls. Like he would actually just go on his social media and be like, hey, guys, you think I should accept this job? Vote yes or no. And then he would actually follow everything that people would tell him to do. So whatever the majority voted for him to do, he just did. And That's I don't incredible. really, yeah, I don't really know how that turned out. Um, obviously he's not preaching that lifestyle anymore. So something tells me maybe it wasn't the, uh, the, the biggest success. And there was probably some assholes who probably were just voting for the thing that would screw him up the most just to watch him suffer. You know, I'm, I'm pretty Oh my sure. God. Absolutely. <laughs> How did he, it's amazing that he even did that though. I mean, the, the balls on that guy, that yeah. is impressive. I would not do that. That's like a modern day. Yes, man. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like a real life Jim Carrey, except without the entertainment. Yes, so, right. Not for me. No, heck no. All right. So we have some now common sense. I cannot be clumped all as being bad. And the classic example I use is health. And, you know, we have all of these crazy diets like Atkins diet and, and, you know, you know, some people are saying just eat meat right now. Other people are saying don't eat meat. You know, there's a lot of, mm. um, and I've seen the literature change on this a thousand times, a thousand times over since the year 2000. I've heard all sorts of crazy, no carb diet. Yes. Carb, all carb diets. I've seen it fluctuate radically and it's really disorienting. The one thing that I think has been the most honest in my life is back when I was in second grade in, in every caf in every public school cafeteria, there was always that stupid pyramid, which showed like, you know, you got your grains on the bottom and then your broccoli or whatever. And then on the top were a bunch of Snickers bars or something. And that was considered <laughs> the bad food. And okay, give or take, there might be some debate whether that triangle is accurate or not. 
I consider myself a fairly, like, thank God, I, I consider myself to be in fairly decent shape. And I've kind of just followed that pyramid my whole life. Like candy bars are pretty darn bad. And if you eat some spinach and broccoli, you're going to be okay. So that's like an example where I think common sense has actually paid off very nicely in my own life. Absolutely. But most people who follow some sort of dietary plan, they aren't really in the common section, are they? You know, there, it's uncommon for people to follow that. That is uh, that example of um, putting value towards the healthiness on foods definitely is a, a strong example of common sense. I mean, you can poke and prod. You can say, well, my blood type means I need to eat this. My history, my past history requires me to eat in this manner. But we all know veg- vegetables are better than, you know, complex carbohydrates. They're better than saturated fats. They're, they're better than uh, candy bars. So yeah, that is definitely a version of common sense. But this is like where we could be, get into splitting hairs, right? Because I remember growing up hearing the Atkins diet. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? You don't hear about that anymore. That dude. No, was, it's like debunked. a joke. Yeah, it is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think it turned out that you were just losing like water or something like you were losing five pounds just by the water in your body that you were being lost. I'm not, I have no, I, I'm really, yeah, weak that, when it comes to stuff. That, that doesn't sound like common sense to, to lower the amount of water. Actually, my, um, you know, it was funny. This was probably like the most honest piece of advice. I think my, um, my stepfather went to the doctor and the doctor just said, the only thing I recommend is like, if you can just eat less, eating less is better. Like no, that was it. Just like period right there. No, 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 this and that. And we need to get your like, uh, amino acid, nothing. Just like, eh, you know, eating less is going to be better for you. That's it. And I'm like, that's so freaking simple. And that's so freaking common. And it's like, we almost want to overcomplicate this thing. We almost want mm. to, we almost have this tendency. Our, our minds are just saying everything else in this world is complex. Why not this? Yeah, we definitely try to paint uh, correlations between thoughts that don't necessarily need to be there. Sometimes the simplest answer, what is that, Arkham's razor, right? The simplest yes. answer is usually the correct one. Um, yeah, eating less definitely helps. I know when I went on almost, I guess it was called keto, where you didn't have any sugar, any dairy, any carbs. You're just putting your body through ketosis. Um, I felt more mentally sharp than I ever have because I was eating less. I had less food coming through. And I think that if, if we were to look just at our genetic pattern, we grew up running down game and then eventually figured out how to plant. It's not like we had this enormous abundance of food until fairly recently on the timeline of history. So it would take common sense to assess, okay, well, if my entire body is the sum of my genetics and history, doesn't it make sense for me to follow somewhat of a similar line? Maybe not necessarily straight down, but. Absolutely. You know, and this even now that you mentioned this, this actually reminds, uh, this actually harkens back to a story my grandma told me that she said that, you know, in Belgium and bear in mind, she grew up in uh, Nazi occupied Belgium at one point, but she said basically throughout her childhood, there, there was very few heavy people like in, in all of Europe at this time. And you look at people from that era and they're really skinny. They got suspenders or whatever. Your average waist size is like a 32 or something. And then she comes to America and then you got all these heavy people all of a sudden here. And you know, like, what's the secret here? 
I said, what were there? And she said there were no gyms at all. So in, in the twenties and thirties, there was no such thing as a gym. Like That's just, interesting. There's no, there's no gyms like, and, and exercise is kind of taboo at this point in time. It's just considered a taboo thing. And the reason why is that one life is just so naturally strenuous that you don't really need to exercise. Like you're just, your life mm-hmm. itself is so strenuous that you will burn off these calories, just living in an earlier time period. <laughs> and two, <laughs> and, and, and two, it's like, if, so, if, if, if they did see that you were gaining a little too much weight, well, instead of getting three pieces of bread, you got two. And that's it. That was the, that was the diet. That was the Atkins huh. diet of the 1920s. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, it looks like you're gaining a little weight here. You know, you're getting a slightly smaller piece of cake or you're getting less bread or I'm taking, taking some scoops out of your soup for dinner. That's it. Solution. Everyone was skinny. Everyone was happy. Well, it's such a testament to just how <laughs> gross this country's sense of opulence has really gotten to. Yes. And it's um, the idea that we need to be constantly clearing our plates. Oh, have more, have seconds, have thirds. <laughs> right. I, I remember growing up, that's what we were told. Like, yeah. Oh, you're a growing boy. Have a third plate of pasta. It's like, what? Thankfully, <laughs> I have the body type. It didn't matter so much. Thankfully, I was lucky with that. But, you know, that's what we're told to do. But you're right. It doesn't make sense. It's also, it makes it is common sense for us to be saving food. It's common sense. If we were to just look at how we replenish resources in general, wouldn't it be common sense for us to be like, no, I don't need only when I need, right? I can put this into, I don't need it anymore category. Let's find a way to store it so that we don't have to go through so much expense of gathering new foods, refilling our pantries. So it's like common sense is really a cultural phenomenon, I think. Absolutely. And then like, you'll meet people and they'll say to you like, oh man, the only reason I'm not in shape is because I don't have a personal trainer or I don't have like an organic food store near oh, my house and all of sure. that. Yeah. Right. Like you'll hear that the, these, these like kind of like excuses that are based in complexity, like, oh man, I need a dietitian to really go over the analytic work of whatever it is that I need to be. I'm like, no, you don't just freaking empty out the garbage out of your fridge and eat a lot less and you're going to be okay. And, and, and like, there is, there is something to be said that like, we, we have a lot of common sense in the wrong areas of life, but we don't seem to have a lot of common sense in the right areas of life. Oh, hundred percent. And you hit the nail on the head here. Uh, our need to rationalize problems and observe what we perceive in our, with our heads in the sand, what we perceive as the solution drives us to these like crazy conclusions that don't need to be there when in reality if you were to strip it bare and look at dead in the eye sometimes it's just one two steps it doesn't need to be all these links in a specific chain it's just as basic as it can get i mean especially if we're talking about our bodies right the fact that someone says oh i don't have a whole foods near me that's that's bull that's absolute <laughs> bull look up david goggins and then tell me if you can ever make an excuse again <laughs> I mean, <laughs> get up and run, you know, get up and run, <laughs> exercise, do what you got to do. Like, I don't care. You got it. You got it. If you want it, you get it. Right. But you know, this, this brings us to, I think uh, a common point here where humanity overcomplicates their common sense. Yeah. And it, it can turn into this other thing where you know, it starts like spiraling into this other agreed, this like unconscious agreed contract that this is the way things are. We're on agreement, right? Yeah, we're on agreement. Great, we're on agreement. Therefore, that's what it is. And then that gets solidified, it calcifies. And that isn't true. 
Now, th there might also be like it may not also just be blind spots in our thinking. There might actually be some nefarious motives here as well, because I think that there's an opportunity to make money off the confusion, right? I think there's uh, mm -hmm. an element of opportunism and an, uh, and an element of consumerism that kind of bleeds into this. Because if I, if, if you look at all of these diet pills, if you look at the, these doctors and all these people making money off of this like health craze, as I call it, right? They're all making a crap ton of money out of the confusion. And they know yep. that the worst thing that could happen to their bottom line is that people just started eating less. That's the worst thing that could happen to all of these health gurus because, well, if the answer is just to eat less, then I don't need to buy your expensive book. I don't need to drink your strawberry smoothie every other day. Like, like, And all of that is going to hit their bottom line. So I think that it is part of it is our need to be complicated, but then there's other people that are filling in that void with their own, their, their, their things that they want to sell you. Absolutely. And the big secret is those that know better don't partake and they just watch all the sheep run blindly into what they designed to make money off of. Yeah. But in reality, they want nothing to do with it because they know better. And, you know, that's the shame of not having enough education and common sense. That's the shame in not waking someone up, I would say, where they have a degree of sovereignty that has this stirring emotion behind it that nudges them every so often when they brush past something that doesn't feel exactly right. That's critical. That's not common sense. There's no common sense in terms of the holistic approach of that. It's like really at the end of the day, it comes down to having enough nourishment to survive and being able to provide for another. This is yes. like basically the two basic rules of humanity. Mm, mm. So all this other stuff is excess, but there's no common sense thought about that because we're in a capitalist society and that's what they need to happen. And the philosophy behind that is, well, the general public will figure it out if there's no demand for it then it'll just disappear on its own. I don't need to regulate. I say shame on that philosophy because that kind of common sense hasn't been taught since Ben Franklin, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly, man. We like we need to create a movement to bring back that food pyramid thing. Well, I don't care how wrong they think it is. I think it's pretty darn right. And I know pyramids are evil and stuff, but I like this pyramid. I like the food pyramid. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go on to some of the bad forms of common sense, which seem to also, which is funny because we're really at a messed up point in humanity where good common sense is out the window. Bad common sense, however, is 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 really the, 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 the main currency of today. And, you know, we have this idea of, well, you know, you got to work really hard. You got to get a, an education. And I, I, on paper, that sounds absolutely beautiful to me, right? And it actually aligns with all of my core values. I like hard work. I like education. I love all of those things, man. However, I found that like that common sense, there's a lot more to it. I find that there are people who are operating a bit smarter and not necessarily mm. working the hardest that seem to be moving ahead. There's also, there's also a lot of, you know, common sense about like, and I think this also does add into consumerism as well. Um, we have this idea that that like there, there's certain things that you need to purchase. There, certain things are better than others. Like one thing, one thing that I got that was really eye-opening to me 
is one of the things that's common sense. And we've heard this phrase over and over again is you get what you pay for. You know, this mm-hmm. is like a big one. However, an episode that I actually did um, with, with Christopher a while back, he was like, I've been able to get like brand name sneakers, brand name clothing off the rack. Like you just have to search for it. Like he was explaining to me how like you can get quality clothing or even off brand clothing that lasts a really long time and you can get a bargain for it or you could get it for cheap. And you just have to know how to look for it. And you just have to put in like the work. And that kind of defeats the axiom of like, you get what you pay for. Now that has been true at certain points in my life that, you know, I bought something really cheap and then it ended up breaking or whatever. And I'm like, ah, this is a crummy knockoff. Okay, fair enough. But like, there, there, are, there are times where I think that we do spend more money on something and we don't necessarily get like, that much value out of it you know like even even i've been people have come over to my house and be like oh man you use single ply toilet paper you know and i'm like does it really matter all that much man like that's like that's one of the things where it's like it's toilet paper for christ's sake like why why do we need why do we need to spend all this money on this so i don't know i think there's a lot of bad common sense out there as well that drive for hitting those badges, those like agreed on agreed upon products, those types of badges Mm. that we have in a capitalist society, I think is one of the worst forms of, I guess, sense, because it's not really common sense, right? But I guess it is like the idea that the community has this sense that that's what you need to strive for, I think is incredibly unhealthy. I think doing simple is better. My mentality that is, why would I care what you wipe your ass with? (laughs) <laughs> like why would i even put energy on that yeah you know, yeah that, that makes no sense but hey you know people feel that way oh why don't you use that tool is it because you worked extra hard to afford the type of toilet paper and you want everyone else to do that i i get that but there's a, there's a, like an inherent sickness in that in, in, in my belief yeah another thing like that i'm getting at is that there you know one of this is the biggest joke that i've ever seen in my time in teaching is I went to a public college and I paid almost, you know, I, I paid as I went. Like, you know, back when I was in school, I was able to just have a part-time job and pay for college as I went along. And then I had all of these friends that went to like expensive private schools. They graduated from the private school. And then we ended up working the same exact job, earning the same exact salary. And I'm like, you know, I could have told you that you'd end up right here working right alongside me without having to take up all that debt. And, and that's like one yeah. of the... That's one of like the things where the, you know, the, the, the common sense to, oh man, this school is way better. Like, you know, it's way better, my friend, it's way better. And I'm like, here you are, we're, we're really working alongside, you know, we're right here in the same boat. And it's like, that's kind of pernicious common sense. That's common sense telling you to value like this educational commodity. It's leaving you in tons of debt. Whereas if you just kind of are more of a black sheep and say, Nah, I'm not. No, thanks. Then you're going to actually end up being better off. Yeah, that is a new uh, way that our generations had to assess value that uh, previous generations, in my opinion, didn't do a very good job in recognizing because we have a a knack to be able to see trends with a little bit of a keener eye, I think, than uh, those that came before us. And I think that's because if you were to just look at the explosion of the middle class in the 80s and 90s, right? All of a sudden you have 
10 times the amount of options. So they're reaping the benefits that they, you know, it's to them, it was like a flowering of all the work done decades before, but to us, that was just about when we got things started, right? Then all of a sudden we had this inflation of things and the, the cultural drive, the common sense at the time was you need to go to school in order to get a job. Sure. But they didn't take in consideration how accessible the internet was. Like I always, I regret going to college. I regret going to college. I wish I took that loan and put it on, on a down payment on a home, on an asset that, that increases. That makes common sense because they're just looking at, at the wrong time scale, right? It's like, okay, 40, four to eight years, I'll get the highest paying job possible. I understand why they thought that way. They, they didn't know better. They didn't know that it would be the biggest scam in US history, mm. which it is in my opinion, but that's where we're at. You can go to these high schools, you can get an MFA in something and it still will put you on the street trying to bartend to work as, a, as an actor or something, right? So this is, this is our duty, right? Because we're, we're seeing the back end of this now. Yes. And we're shepherding in a new generation. Mm-hmm. And our entire, the song of our generation is going to be to right the wrongs of those that came before us. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily put the blame on them too much because a lot of wool was pulled over their eyes where we have the privilege of seeing crystal clear what's happening when it happens, as it happens. We could do better reacting to it. There should be some common sense about that, but we have that ability to change. School, I mean, if anyone's listening and thinking about going to school, I know I'm going to tell my kids, take a leap year before you go, no matter what, take a year or take two, go out into the world, put your feelers out there because the common sense thing to do is how does it feel? Not in theory, but in practice, because we all go to school for theory, not necessarily practice. No, that's, that's, I think that's some really sound wisdom. And I, this is uh, a point that I think we came up with earlier, and that is how common sense changes with time. And I mm. think that like, if we were living in the 60s and 70s, yeah, common sense tells you that your college degree person is going to be earning more money, and they're going to have a much more stable, you know, middle to upper middle class existence. Like, and I, nothing in this world is a guarantee, but maybe higher probability, let's say, right? And your common sense right. is telling you that. And that's the thing about common sense is that it needs to evolve with the times because maybe that sentiment stopped being true. Oh, I don't know the year 2000, right? Like maybe it stopped. And and that was the thing is that nobody put the brakes on this quicker. No one put the brakes on it quicker because we could have saved about 20 somewhat odd years of students, you know, taking out these massive loans. If at the year 2000 or 2001, 2002, we would have been like, hey guys, you know, it's not looking good. The, the number of graduates in comparison to the number of jobs available for these graduates is not a one-to-one ratio, right? That's all, it's not mm-hmm. that complicated. You would have just had to figure out how close to a one-to-one ratio it is of college jobs to college graduates to figure this stuff out. It's elementary, you know, statistics. That's where I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I don't like to blame people too much for things that have happened to me because it's not productive. However, I do think that there are some people that do have their hands bloodied and they knew that this wasn't working in a one-to-one ratio. And can you really blame a 17, 18 year old who everybody, every adult figure is telling them to do something? Every single one. Yeah, every hundred percent, hundred percent, right? You got a 17, 18 year old who doesn't understand one to one ratios or whatever. And every adult figure, every authority figure is telling them this is what you ought to be doing. 
I can't blame that 18 year old. Hell no. Am I blaming that 18 year old? It's so funny. The rituals around going to college, right? And in our school, when you got into college, your friends made this little poster for you, right? Where they put your name, what college you're going to, <laughs> and then they tape it up on the wall so that at the end of each year, you see all the seniors where they're going and they're like proudly announcing what schools they're going to. And then you get clapped out. You know, everyone's like, oh my God, my baby got into college. And it's like, fast forward 15 years later, you're, you're looking at these, you know, at the amount of debt that you've had to get rid of and you're just in awe. That, mm, mm. That, that, you're, that that was thrown upon you, right? Because the reality is, is what gets you ahead isn't always your degree. I mean, obviously, there's, of course, circumstances where you need one, like an engineer or a doctor. Or things yeah, like for that. sure. Yeah, nothing that you and I went for, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so we're um, the suckers. Yeah, we're, no, we, we are. We definitely, and I'm, I'm happy to admit it. You know, and, and that's, that's, that, that's where I think, you know, so again, when we're talking about common sense, there are moments in our life where we have to know what is common sense, like with the food pyramid thing. And then there's other times where we're like, everyone's telling me this, but is it true? And I think mm. that's, that's like the key word here is the word true, Alex. That's, that's what it is. And, and like, I think that what it is, is that in, and this is a mistake I think we get wrong in the social sciences and maybe in the regular sciences, is that when we think enough people think something and there's a consensus behind, behind mm -hmm. it, yeah. it's true. And I'm like, no, maybe correlation, maybe correlation, but not true. And that's the most fundamental right. thing we have to ask ourselves just because a hundred, you know, you ever heard the one like, well, if all your friends were jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge and so forth? And it's like, yeah. That I actually think is coming coming to fruition right now in the sense that like you wow. have, yeah. have people that are doing things that they think are true because everyone else is doing them when in actuality, they were just never true to begin with. Wow, you hit the nail right on the head. We are, we are at the pinnacle of those jumping off the cliff because others have been jumping. Yes. And however, whatever your beliefs are, because it's not on one side. We no. both can agree to that. It's absolutely not, but we're seeing it everywhere. Maybe this will be the lesson. Maybe this will be the lesson where this, this common sense idea where you are your own individual and you need to assess the situation individually. Mm -hmm. Maybe that will start to really settle in some of the brains that need it most. You know what I mean? Maybe myself included, but that is, um, I feel like we had that at one time, you know, just to put this on a time scale, would, would you say that there was a year that we had that and then maybe a decade that we lost it? True common sense. Now this is going to be this one, this is going to be my problem because we're just not old enough. So I think, I think that like we've, I've been around for a decent amount of time, but not enough time to know if things functioned better in the past it seems that we're losing common sense as time goes on from the short time that I've been on this earth. I, I think like I was actually having a discussion uh, with my girlfriend and I was like, I actually believe that people in the nineties were smarter than they are today. I actually think that they understood. Really? Them. I actually think that they actually, because I remember just listening to my teachers and hearing them speak 
and they they were a lot more nuanced, a lot more complicated. That they they seem to have just a better grasp about fundamental human nature and how this world works. And I feel like over time we're really starting to lose what I call good common sense. Like good common sense seems to be evaporating. For example, what one of the things that I found as a teacher, right, and like it's only gotten worse is that when I was a student, right, if you've got like a badass kid in the classroom, you freaking suspend the shit out of them or you you level some consequences. And typically when you take away their video game system and you take away the things that they like, they tend to buckle up pretty nicely and they tend to like be like, all right, I want to get my Super Nintendo back. Let, let me go ahead and behave, right? That used to be common sense that if your kid is acting up, take away something from them and they'll they'll tend to respond to that, right? Somewhere along the line, mm. we, we kind of lost that common sense and said, oh my goodness, if we if we suspend a kid, we're not giving them the opportunity to engage in restorative justice and make amends with their community of brothers and sisters. And this is going to have an everlasting psychological impact on their emotional <laughs> and mental health, blah, 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 except, you know, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, you have a whole generation of like basically spoiled, undisciplined children running the show. And common sense would have just told you, okay, do we want to go back to like, you know, 1930s abusive alcoholic father? No, we don't want to go back to that where the guy is ripping off his belt and beating the shit out of his kid. No, mm -hmm. that's not right. That's crazy. But at some point, it's like we've lost basic common sense that a parent ought to discipline their child in a way that they see fit so that behavior becomes corrected. And to me, that is freaking common sense. It's common. When I have people on this podcast who grew up in other countries, that's how they were raised and they sound really intelligent and they sound really he like healthy. They sound like healthy ass adults. And then when I speak, and, and then like, I juxtapose that with people born in this country who grew up with no boundaries, no, no nothing to mm -hmm. kind of like temper their, their desires and passions. It, it's, you know, it's the complete opposite of that. And that's where I, I think that as we are moving forward, we are losing you know, some people say it's morality, but I also think that that morality is steeped in common sense. See, I think that's funny because there were plenty of people in the 1950s who said the flower child's growing up and the hippie movement had no common sense. Mm. And yet they're the ones educating us. They would be the ones who would be your teacher in the 90s. I think it's just relative towards age range. I think that there is a factor here that as we are getting older and wiser, yeah, um, we, we get annoyed by youth and naivete. There definitely is a discipline problem, but I don't think it's as existential as people make it out to be because that's been the age old conversation, right? That, oh, there's just no common sense in these kids anymore. <laughs> like what happened to them when I was a kid, you know, my dad would take a brick over my head if I did something, you know? Um, that's always been that way. Here's Go the funny ahead. thing, man. Like I've been thinking about this. I'm not trying to point fingers, <laughs> boomers, but um, <laughs> but, but but the thing is, is that when I actually think of my own common sense and my value system, it actually mm, aligns. It actually aligns more with my grandma and people of like. But my grandma was born in the year 1920. My own common sense and value system actually aligns more with the World War II generation than it does with the boomer generation. It actually does. It, the idea of like saving money, the idea of li living, not relying on others, like having discipline in your life and so forth. Not everything. Like I don't agree with like taking a 
a belt and beating your child to death kind of stuff like that's nonsense and you know other mm -hmm. maybe other more fiendish uh you know kind of antiquated notions about women and so forth fine okay i get i get that society progresses and, and so forth but i think like in terms of common sense i i actually agree with it's not that i have a disdain for older people and older people have a disdain for me it's just that i actually agree with a grant my grandparents older people not my like not not as much people who are directly older than me that's interesting i would i wonder where i would fall on that spectrum we're pretty similar in a lot of ways so it would probably be closer to the world war ii generation uh, I, but i feel like values and common sense are two very different things yeah, yeah. and this is kind of getting into a little bit more of like a soul, spiritual, emotional aspect of being a human being that common sense, in my opinion, has nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. The way I think of common sense is a logic brain. I think it as a means of you making logical, rational choices, following what seems to be a predetermined set of facts to come to a conclusion and then deciding whatever that conclusion is you need to lay the groundwork to get there. Mm -hmm. like, that is what I view as common sense. But in terms of what I think humanity cannot forget, a, a core part of being a human being is listening to that other voice, that intuitive voice. Mm, yes. I think that's just as important because I've had experiences in my life where I've nearly died. And if it wasn't for my gut, and I, I have physical proof of this, where I nearly died. And if I didn't listen to my intuitive voice, you know, I may not be here having this conversation. Absolutely. And one of the things that we we've come to, to under, like, especially in the science community, they have a condescending way of saying, yeah, I can see that you kind of listen to your gut. And what the implication is, is that you're dumb, right? They're, they're trying to make right. it seem like if you listen to your intuition or your gut, oh man, you're just a supernatural heathen and, you know, in the jungle believing <laughs> in nonsense. Like that's the, that's the kind of like, that's what they're trying to say. Like, but my life is completely like, I have metrics and I have this and that. Right. And, like I, I sometimes see the guy in the, you know, back when gyms used to be open, right? Remember when gyms were a thing? I'd see a guy with like the, the marble notebook writing down, like I did 10 reps of this for three times. And I'm like, dude, just, just go here and do your thing, man. You know, some days you're gonna lift more, some days you're gonna lift less, some days you're gonna run more, some days you're gonna run less. And I think that that intuition of like, hey, it looks like my body really can't handle this anymore. Or, hey, I'm having a pain in my left leg. That means I need to slow down. Like that's common sense. Whereas I don't need a marble notebook and 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 apps, right? Like all of these fitness apps telling me that you need to be doing this. And I'm like, listen, man, if you've got leg pain, that means your body's telling you, like your body's smarter than you give it credit. It's telling you, hey, slow down there, buddy. And that's something that my, my, my grandmother always told me is this fundamental belief in moderation. And I think that mm -hmm. that is a a thing that we need to return. Like if we, if we, if we're ever going to readapt common sense, I think a fundamental appreciation for moderation is something that we need to get back to. Cause I I've discussed this with Claire before on the podcast that the baby boomer generation was a reaction to the world war II generation. Right now, the, uh, the goal of our generation is not to go back to the world war II generation, but to bring bring everything back to equilibrium or moderation being like okay where's the happy medium between 
being a free-spirited hippie and being a World War II GI. Where is that happy medium? That's what we're trying to figure out here. Because like, I, I think that you have these very reactionary impulses and the goal mm -hmm. of life, and, and I think we're really gonna reach something, and, and this even connects with Buddhism and something called the middle way, if we can mm -hmm. find equilibrium of, of like, okay, don't beat your child to death, but take away their, their Nintendo when they're right. not, you know, when they're misbehaving. I think that's the kind of common sense we need to recreate. Moderation is definitely the root of common sense. I 100% agree with that. I mean, it's it just, there's always that balance, right? There's balance in everything. You, you need certain things in order to get certain things done. But then if you take too much of a certain thing, then you're just making situations more difficult or unnecessary. And you're potentially taking an opportunity or a resource away from someone else who needs it, not wants it, but needs it. Plus that's discipline. That's what we're talking about. The discipline factor of this is enormous. Are you able to slow yourself down and ask yourself the appropriate questions and apply patience to a situation so that you can assess what needs to be done and execute accordingly? Moderation 100% is key. I would say moderation comes before common sense. You know, or at least in tandem with one another. I think I think we could yeah. use both of them, you know, in tandem with one another and have have some ways. Another thing that I think is good common sense is I think looking at other cultures or looking at other people that seem to have something going right for them. I think that's always a smart way of looking at the world. Like if some other country is getting something right. And I think this goes back to our very, very first podcast that you and I did together. We talked about personal accountability. And one of the things that for us is common sense is that we should have universal healthcare, right? And we mm -hmm. discussed, this was our first podcast. It was like, if you are a sick person, you cannot work and you are going to become more of a drain right. to society in the long run because you cannot work, right? And that to us is common sense. And I think thinking of an issue like that as being common sense and then actually looking at other countries that seem to have embraced something that seems to be working out quite well for them could, could help us out, right? Because if we don't know the answer to something, chances are there's somebody else, it could be another country, it could even be a community of people that seem to be doing something really right. And you know what, steal it, man. There's no harm, there's no harm in that. If someone yeah. else is doing something awesome, steal that thing. Hell yeah, please steal universal healthcare. I think that is so <laughs> important. I mean, the common sense factor of this is enormous, right? If you have a healthier, smarter, more committed uh, populace, you're going to have a higher GDP, you're gonna have a higher output. That's it. They should stop there. The curious question is, is why don't they? You know, right. And then you can get into the whole lobbyist machine and, you know, insurance companies and all that drag. But common sense as a bar should be held in every situation. And I wish in government, especially they did more, uh, they, they achieved more following a common sense pattern, which I don't think they do. Or they, or they, this is there's factors that we can't foresee you know I'm, I'm giving them some benefit of the doubt here uh, there's some factors that we can't foresee that leads to these decisions because they've been at this for a long time you think they would have potentially come around but you know i digress you know um, this reminds me actually what you just described here this reminds me of an article that i just read that one of the tactics like that's being used more and more in politics is when you know that you're 
morally or logically wrong, just flood, flood everything with misinformation, just flood or, or even if it's not misinformation, put so much information out there that common sense just becomes absolutely destroyed in that process. Right. And like, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I, I think this is kind of what happens with our food pyramid. It happens with universal healthcare is that just you and I, one person speaking to another person on zoom food pyramid. Awesome. Uh, healthcare. Awesome. Right. Common sense. But then all of these other studies, all of these other pieces of information come in and right. And like the idea behind it is like, no, no, this is actually enhancing your decision-making. All of these other data points are, are enhancing your, your, your way of viewing the situation or looking at it. And I think in certain cases, the more information you have, the worse it gets. It actually, it actually starts to corrode the beauty and common sense that we have right here on Zoom. Like another, like, like I don't, like I think 300 scholarly articles would actually not do any service to this problem. I think just fixing this particular problem just takes swift action. That's the biggest problem with the, with the uh, era of, in, of information is just dil the dilution, uh, you know, adding so much into it that it dilutes the original conversation point. I think that that has been a tactic for a little bit longer. I just think it's more effective now. Yeah. Because it's definitely working. Flooding the conversation with so many different points that you don't know which way is left or which way is right. You know, you're completely spun around. Uh, you don't even remember what you were talking about in the first place. Lord knows I've had conversations like that with yes. people where I'm just like, how did we get here? Can we please stay on track? It definitely is a tactic, but you know, I'm not sure what, what we can do about that in terms of common sense. No, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I don't have the answer either, but I think what we're doing right now is having like, we, we also realize like have picking, like when I designed this podcast, we focus on one issue to solve, right? Like, like we, we just, mm -hmm. we, we, we stay on that narrow track and we just, stay focused. So I think that we can find common sense again, if we stay highly focused. And maybe mm -hmm. that's why earlier generations had more common sense, because they stayed highly focused, they weren't constantly being distracted. Mm -hmm. And like that allowed the thoughts to kind of organically evolve to higher levels, and then be, be, be you know, ba basically enter into the greater atmosphere of common sense. Because like, just think about it, if your grandparents had Facebook and Twitter to distract them, their, their wisdom might not be at such a high level because their mind is constantly being tugged and pulled and this, you should read this or do that. Type into any topic in Google that you're looking for answers. You'll find five articles that tell you to do one thing and then five articles that tell you to do another thing, you know, and they can each be from like credible sources, each like from psychology today, you know, like decent sources. And I think that our grandparents and, and, and previous generations, they didn't have like that Google to just basically nudge at them every five seconds, they actually had to solve things on their own. They actually just had to sit mm -hmm. on their couch, sit on a on a, a wooden chair and just scratch their chin and just think about it for a while and let it sit. And I think we need a more of a return to that in terms of solving problems. I'm not saying we're ignorant and be like, we I ain't looking at no book learning them fancy scientists up there in the building, you know, like we don't need to go into the most ignorant state of mind possible. But I, I think that we need to be like, okay, here's 10 sources. Let's just 
let's turn off our cell phones. Let's close our laptops. We've got 10 scholarly articles. And now we're going to look at the data, but it's really going to just be our noggins. It's going to be our minds at work. And that's that, that I think is going to get us to a higher level of decision-making. Yeah, this is the yin and yang for in information. At You can make an argument that uh, because of the accessibility to information, people can take on a little bit more entrepreneurial risk mm -hmm. at the cost of the vetted meritocracy of the idea. Yeah. Right. Whereas like back in the day, an idea would only stick and be passed around via word of mouth, or if they're lucky, it was printed, recorded down in a sheet of paper because nothing else works. Whereas there's so much structure for fluff <laughs> these days, you know, it's like a, a little bit more of a, a specter of an opportunity because there's just that much more and there's just that much more structure for it to survive. But I don't think I would have it the other way. I, I do think that we need to get a little bit more into, is this built well? Will this house last mentality and have moderation within what we consume in terms of information. But I think we can get there. I think mm. that we're forming a new common sense around information. I hope, I mean, that's my optimistic uh, response to this. Uh, because we have to. I mean, humanity is always pushing forward for better or for worse. And I think that being exposed to this, seeing how it's, in a lot of people's opinions, tearing apart their life or building up a new life, however you look at it, there is going to be some sort of compass created to this. I think schools are learning how to deal with teaching kids how to deliver information, how to receive information, and how to look at it on a, you know objectively. I remember one of my favorite classes in college was persuasion and its influences. And it taught, it taught you how to um, look at malls, the construction and uh, the architectural design of a mall, and also how salespeople in funeral homes get you. <laughs> so you walk into a funeral home, right? And the first coffin you see is the cheapest coffin. That's where the gentleman comes over and introduces himself and introduces the cheapest coffin there. And it's on purpose. It looks like crap. So then you say, no, 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 I love my family too much. I can afford more. It's like, great. Then they bring you to the most expensive. And they say, here's our specialty item. This might be perfect for you. Then you look at the price tag and you say, oh my God, I can't afford that. And then you're conveniently led to the middle price option, which has been the consistent average sold. It's built well enough. It's right in a comfortable price range, but makes the salesperson the perfect amount of money. We have to look at information as the same way. What are they selling? Yeah, they yeah, sell? yes. You know, the fun, that's so amazing. And you know what's funny? The same trick is actually used in real estate. If you ever looked at an apartment, if the guy tells you, listen, man, I'm going to take you to see three apartments. I guarantee you the first two are going to look like complete shit shows. There's going to be like, there's going to be like crap all over. And then the, what he does is that he takes you around, you look at these two terrible apartments that no one in their right mind is going to want to ever rent out or purchase. Then the third one is halfway decent looking. And then you're like, Oh, I'm so grateful that finally I came across, like, I see like you've shown me what's out there. And now I'm so happy that this third apartment is here and it looks good. And I think that that there is a manipulative bend in how we're yes. we're spreading information, where we're kind of there is a manipulation tool being used here, so that we we kind of we, we we like there there are interests that want us to gravitate towards things that may or may not be in our best interest. To leave off here, 
I think maybe a smart idea, and maybe we can all, I'll try experimenting with this. Maybe you can too, and we can touch base at some future date. The next time we have some problem in our life, why don't we all just avoid Googling it for a while, for as much as, for as long as we can, and then maybe actually just try picking up the phone and calling somebody and be like, hey, I got this problem. I'm wondering if I could get your two cents on it. And just let's, let's kind of go back to talking to other people, dealing it within our own head, taking a long walk and thinking about it or dealing or cluing in our, our loved ones maybe. I don't know. That's how people used to be able to solve problems. Yeah. Maybe it's not such a bad idea to kind of return to that. Sound fair? I think that'd be a great experiment. Let's do it. Absolutely. Alex, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks again for having me. This concludes the 92nd episode of the Truth Island podcast. I'm Aaron Azrod.